Welcome to Alex's Depression Tips and I'm Alex. Today I'm going to talk about how you can look at recovering from depression if you don't have support. And this is because sometimes your friends or your family are just not the people that you can go to when you are feeling very, very depressed. And this isn't uncommon. Ian, who's 47, recently shared his story with me and he said that overnight I went from being fine to being struck down with this black force that stopped me from doing anything. I'm a wreck. I'm unable to carry on doing my job properly and I fall apart as soon as I get home. I told my wife and at first she was sympathetic but now she's suggesting I see someone. But hell, there is no way I'm going to talk to anyone about this. I know what people will say. Poor, pathetic guy. I can't stop crying and I'm thinking I'll end up leaving my wife. I can't pull myself out of it. Thinking about ending it all is the only relief I get right now. In spite of talking to Ian about turning to his inner circle for help, he was adamant there was no support for him. Sometimes the pain and stigma are just too great to take it to family and friends. And although depression affects everyone, men have a particular problem when it comes to sharing about the depression. Whereas women talk to each other, men tend to keep things to themselves. Whether you're male or female, there's always the situation where someone can't rely on others to be there for them and they need to find help away from family and friends. So what do you do? Well, I've listed seven options. The first one is see a doctor. The first stop has to be the doctor. The thing is with doctors, they follow a blueprinted process to help anyone suffering from depression to access the correct treatment and medication. It can be difficult to distinguish between a normal mood change and full-blown clinical depression because there's lots of stigmas around being depressed. And even though our doctor might be able to diagnose that for us, the stigmas can increase our reluctance to seek help from the doctor. But they have the ability to help us because of their years of experience. They've got lots of therapeutic approaches to draw upon and access to a whole range of treatment options, including alternatives. So the doctor is unlikely to tell you to pull your socks up and get on with it. And if they do, find another one, because anyone who's depressed needs empathy and expertise. But it might help to remember that doctors see many people every day who suffer from depression. One doctor I spoke to shared that at least half of his patients suffer from depression. So he discusses depression all day long. It's a normal process for them. Secondly, I'd recommend reading some books. There's some really good help out there sat in the library. Obviously, I'm going to recommend my latest book, Beat Depression Fast, but my style doesn't suit everyone. Your best bet is to take some time out and go and scan the self-help shelves because the advice available is phenomenal.
I began my journey of recovery with some groundbreaking books. So here are some of my favourites. They are The Road Less Travelled, Healing the Shame That Binds You, The Power of Now, The Tibetan Book of Living and Dying, Codependent No More. You'll find the authors and where to read these books on the internet, but these books are written by people who've experienced similar things to us, but they were further along the recovery road, but they spoke my language and they were a fantastic source of support when I had no one else to turn to. Thirdly, I'd recommend finding some peer-to-peer support. You may ask why peer-to-peer support to peer depression. It's because support from others who know how you feel is incredible. It's like you've finally come home. And research shows that positive peer support contributes to us getting better, quicker, being able to deal with stress more effectively and also helps to increase our self-esteem. By reaching out to others and letting them see who we really are, we can start the healing journey. And what it is specifically is the intimacy that can help us get better. Because it's often the difficulty that we have in relationships that got us depressed in the first place. And I mean intimacy as in emotional intimacy, not in sexual intimacy, obviously. The best known peer peer support groups are the 12-step groups and they're found all around the world. They're like an underground movement that operates in dark church halls and community centres. You can find 12-step meetings anywhere in the country. There's also some amazing peer-to-peer therapy groups. These groups are run by professional facilitators And they range from groups for sexual abuse survivors, men's recovery from depression groups, groups for recovering addicts, parenting groups, groups that focus on recovery from other addictions such as sexual addiction, workaholism, overspending, etc. They can be found in every area of the community. Doctor surgeries offer groups run by nurses for giving up smoking, for instance. Christian centres offer groups for assisting a spiritual life foundation. Therapists may offer groups for people who struggle in relationships. The list is endless. My fourth option is to get some one-to-one therapy because Getting a therapist is the best way to receive objective information about our lives and ourselves. It kind of gives us an idea of what normal is and how far off normal we are. Some people say that the idea that is a normal in the first place leaves us prone to judging ourselves. And that can be true. But at the same time, there's a normal pattern of human development that we all go through. And if we are depressed, then this evolving development, this this growth, this spiritual growth has stopped. So with therapy, we can go back to where we stopped growing, find out why we stopped growing, address any trauma, kind of retrain ourselves and then heal. And if we have a good therapist, we don't even realise we're going through this process because it just happens. 
Number five is to find a professional organisation. There are many non-profit professional organisations just sitting there waiting to help. And in the area of mental health, they are particularly prolific. Organisations that provide confidential, non-judgmental emotional support for people experiencing depression. They will listen without trying to fix and they're often available 24 hours a day. They operate on telephone helplines, email response and occasionally walk-in centres. They generally don't charge anything because they're funded through charities. And one example is the Samaritans. If you've ever called the Samaritans, they're wonderful. They just sit and listen to you. They don't give you advice but they're just there when you really need someone to talk to. The sixth recommendation is to look at your diet. We all know that our diet affects the way we feel. Coffee is a pickup. Alcohol slows you down. Yet despite all the evidence that suggests that good food can provide huge benefits to our emotional well-being, we continue to eat foods that offer short-term comfort, but probably give us a longer-term setback. For, for example, once when I was so depressed, I just couldn't move. I ate a large tin of quality street chocolates. That night, I felt as if I'd taken drugs, and the next morning, I felt so ill. Yet I knew I would feel like that when I was eating them, but I carried on eating them. It's, it's insane. But this is one of the most important points I would make today. What you put in your body really will affect how you feel. And there comes a time where we have to take control. And there are some foods that are well known for their ability to affect our mood, our levels of alertness, anxiety and stress, and the chemical composition in our brain. I wrote a book called Superfoods to Boost Your Mood and to keep things simple, especially to begin with, I suggest following three simple tips. One, eat five portions of fruit and vegetables per day, and a portion is what you can hold in one cupped hand. That doesn't include potatoes. Two, Eat three meals a day and nothing in between to keep consistency, structure and balance. And three, avoid sugar and sugary foods and drinks because that is the one food that's most likely to kick off depression. My seventh and final tip is to work a program. There's loads of different step-by-step programs just waiting to be discovered. And these programs are often focused on helping people who are struggling in life to honour the part that's hurting. They help the participants to acknowledge the hurts and through a sequence of exercises or steps, help them to own their own parts, heal the wounds and embrace a new way of living. These programs, you can find them online everywhere, some of them face-to-face, and all of them encourage members to work through the issues. 
I have written and developed a program of miracles. It's a great starting point, but there are lots of others. For instance, there's a smart program for people with depression and addiction or alcohol problems. There's the Alpha Course for people who want to follow a faith-based program. And there's one based in Australia called This Way Up, which is brilliant for depression. So I would always advise that it's much easier to recover from depression with support. And the reason for this is because depression is all about having a negative self-belief. And it's by putting ourselves in front of supportive and encouraging people that we can slowly release that negative viewpoint. I will add, it's not easy because the shame that surrounds the depression and it's often the shame that holds us back from seeking help. For me, recovery from depression has been a slow walk, but I'm finally at the place where I find it easy to reach out for support, but it wasn't like that at the beginning. So I began with steps outlined above and it was really the books that kicked off my journey. So I'd encourage you to start with any of the above suggestions because any start is better than no start at all. And I promise you that each part of your journey will take you somewhere new. I'll see you on the next podcast.